What's up, party people? Yeah, welcome to what I think is like week seven or eight. Um, thanks for being a part of the journey. Loving it. Uh, we are going to have some more guests. I know there's been a couple episodes that I have said like, oh, I can't wait for next week's guest. Yes, there are guests. Uh, there's more guests to be had. And I'm super excited to get them on here. Um, we've run into some scheduling issues. So, you know, that's kind of the way it goes. And so I'm, uh, we're working on it. We're working on it. So if you're like, you know, this many episodes in, you're like, man, this is just story time with Isaac. Well, that's great. I hope you're enjoying story time with Isaac, but uh, we will have some more guests. Um, we have interviewed some other ones and we're just working on editing and team dynamics and all sorts of, uh, different things with that. So, um, in the meantime, this is going to be an episode with a, uh, yet determined name. My wonderful producer is going to come up with an awesome name, um, or I'll think of one to give it to him (laughs) afterwards. But, um, super funny. I've been, you know, just like you guys, I listen to all my podcasts, uh, after they go out, after they're published, you know, just to be like, okay, this is great. This is good. Um, it's, 10% just making sure like, you know, real quickly right after it's published. Um, if there's something that I'm like, Ooh, I don't like that. I can just, you know, hit my producer up. I'm like, Hey, could you like kind of change this or edit this out? Like, Hey, I didn't mean to leave that in there. You know, that kind of thing. And then 90% of it is, um, I listen to everything that, that I say publicly, whether I'm speaking to church or I'm on somebody else's podcast, or even if it's like an Instagram video, like, um, call it narcissism. Uh, I call it, uh, well, I don't really call it anything. It's just kind of the way that I've learned to do things. You know, if, if you want to do something and do it excellently, you know, you just, you kind of polish it up. So, um, it's probably the only area of my life that I feel like I'm a slight perfectionist is when it's like, oh, my voice is out there and it's on the record and people can listen to it. So, um, all of that to caveat to, I'm still finding my sound. So if you listen, I've listened, so I know this is my experience, but if you've listened to a few of the episodes and you're like, okay, here, this is really organic. And then this one sounds kind of like scripted. Um, I'm still figuring it out. You know, I'm, I'm used to the public speaking thing, but when you're um, in a podcast studio or recording in your room and I'm just staring out the window or at a mirror or at a piece of paper or whatever it is, um, it's a different dynamic of speaking. And so I don't know, I've listened to myself a couple times now and a couple episodes. I'm like, this, this is great content, but it, it doesn't sound like me, you know? And I, that's kind of the point with this podcast versus other podcasts that I've done or have tried to start in the past. Um, I never quite felt like I was being myself, being organic. And that's what I really enjoy in podcasts, authenticities and and organic and podcasts like the Joe Rogan experience and, and other shows like the reason they're so popular is because it's not a TV show. It's not scripted drama and humor. It's people off the cuff just being themselves and you're getting to be a fly on the wall of their conversations and of their days and of their stories and, and whatnot. And so um, I'm still figuring out how to do that. And uh, so I hope you're bearing with me and you're enjoying what you've heard so far. And, um, you know, we're going to get better. I'm going to get better. And, and we're just gonna, we're grinding 
through this awesome experience and this learning opportunity. And uh, if you've watched or listened to all the episodes and you're like, I don't even know what he's talking about, then that's even better than uh, maybe it's all in my own head. And that's fine too. But uh, uh, to today's topic, um, I know that uh, coming up on um, October 14th and 15th, um, well, really October 15th, I'll be speaking at a wonderful church in Half Moon Bay, California, and I can't wait to be there. And so in honor of them, I wanted to share a story that I have shared many times before, but never on the podcast. And um, it's a story that I shared at that church, and they they just got wrecked by it. And, and we had such a wonderful time the last time that I shared this story that I thought, wow, it would be a great time to put that on the podcast the same week that I'm going back there. And, and I think it's the first time that I'm going back since um, sharing this story with them. And so um, really excited. It's what I call the mango story. It's uh, just this wild experience that I had with Jesus and and just the the power of not only declarations, but of the supernatural realm and pulling things out of the supernatural realm and seeing, and it, it just encompasses so many ways that I, I know God and that I know other people know God. And excuse me, I'm really excited about the fruit, <laughs> uh, cue drum beat, the fruit of, uh, what this story does and what I've actually, uh, been able to see it do for, for different people and, and for me. And, and I probably need the reminder of this. Um, too, which is why it probably was highlighted off of my topics. You know, I have like a hundred different stories, topics, guests written down on a list and I go through every week and I'm like, okay, this would be a good one for this week. Like this one's highlighted to me maybe, or this one, you know, I'll have two or three and I'll kind of pick between them, which one I've, I'm like, all right, it's that one, you know? And so this week is the mango story. So this would have been about four years ago uh, now, um, maybe three I am in my second year of school of supernatural ministry, and I had a really crazy night the night before, like in a good way, crazy supernatural experiences. Um, it's called Angels in the Living Room, Playoff Angels in the Outfield. That'll be on an upcoming episode. And so after this wild night, um, I I go to bed, and that day I'd had some weird car problems, right? So this is this is a, uh, let's say it was a Monday. I, I don't remember quite what day it was, but it was a Monday. I'm having all these weird car issues, all the electronics in my car kind of going out randomly. My power steering goes out, like just wild stuff. And my car isn't brand new, but like it's new enough not to have those kinds of problems, you know? And so I knew like, okay, this is clearly spiritual. And I'd had a lot of other areas of life where I was like uh, experiencing attack that I wasn't used to and issues. And so I just knew like the amount of issues I was dealing with it, this has to be spiritual because this many things doesn't go wrong in my life that often. You know what I mean? Like we go through times where it's like, uh, something bad happens and you're like, Oh dang, that sucks. And like, maybe you think it's a spiritual attack and maybe it is, maybe it's not. But, um, I, I don't usually jump to that conclusion. I'm like very aware of like, you know, nothing in my life ever goes perfectly. So, Sometimes it's me, sometimes it's situation, circumstance, sometimes it's people around me, it's relationship, whatever it is. But um, there were so many things happening that it was like, okay, clearly this is like a season of spiritual attack. And it was 
uh, in the brink of COVID, like 20, um, fall of 2020. And so three years ago. And so just wild stuff. And so this car issue, I'm like on the phone with my dad already talking about some other problems. And I'm like, can you believe it? All my, you know, electronics in my car went out and I'm, I'm laughing. Cause that's, that's my go-to. Once I realize something spiritual, I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, if it's spiritual, I'm not the problem. You know what I mean? Like I'm not doing something wrong. Um, this is an attack from the enemy and therefore all I can do is laugh at it. Cause like my solution is God's solution. And he laughs at the enemy, right? Like Psalms too. Like that's my life. You know, like if I'm like, Oh, this is the devil. Like, Oh, okay. Well then that's not that bad. Like that's, that's kind of like best case scenario for me. Cause it's like, Oh, he always wants to attack my life. So if he, if like the only thing wrong in my life is the devil's coming after me or, you know, a demon, then everything makes sense. Cause then I'm, I'm clearly going the right way. I'm, I'm doing the right thing. I'm not, I'm not screwing up. Right. So I'm kind of laughing and my dad's like, well, that's not really funny. Like what's wrong with your car? I'm like, Oh, I have no idea. This is super random. And I have to like drive it home. And he wants me to take it to a mechanic. And, and so I'm like, okay, like I can't afford that. And he's like, don't worry about it. Just, you know, figure it out. And you know, we'll, we'll figure it out, which is, you know, code word for dad's probably going to pay for it, which is awesome sauce. So I go home, I have this crazy uh, night of encounters and experiences with my roommates that uh, again, we'll cover in another episode. And, and that night I go to bed and I have a dream. I have three dreams and the first dreams kind of nothing. And then the second dream is the important one. The third dream was also kind of nothing, but sandwiched in between these two nothing dreams is I am uh, in my actual house at the time. And I wake up out of bed, I grab my car keys, I walk out my front door, I put my key in my ignition, I turn the key, and my car is acting fine. And then the dream's over, and then I go into this really long nothing dream, right? So when I wake up at 7 o'clock in the morning, I'm going through my dreams, as I normally do when I wake up, and I'm like, oh, that dream in the middle, there was, it lasted like 10 seconds, all I did when the dream was wake up from my real bed, in my actual room, walk out my actual house, put my key in my real car, turn the key and everything's fine. That was probably God, you know, like it just clicked. I'm like, Oh, clearly there was nothing symbolic in that dream to decipher. There's no prophetic significance. It's like, Oh, this is God telling me, just take your key, go start your car. Everything will be fine. So I go outside, uh, immediately grab my key. I put some shorts on, I go out, uh, put my key in my ignition and sure enough, car is perfectly fine. And I'm like, no freaking way. This is awesome. So I record a video. I send it to my revival group. I'm like, guys, you got to hear this testimony. This is awesome. God fixed my car overnight. Supernaturally. This is amazing. Blah, blah, blah. And, uh, record the video. And then I go inside, I start making like breakfast and I'm in there like, uh, you know, making, making like a, you know, like a little bagel or something. And then I go in my room and I'm getting ready for school in the morning. And, um, when I go in and I sit down, my, my roommate Douglas like sits up out of bed and he looks at me and it's, it's maybe eight thirty nine o'clock now. And he goes, dude, what's up with the room right now? And I'm like, well, what do you mean? And he's like, well, last night. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And so I started explaining some things that had happened the night before And he's like, okay. He's like, what do you, do you see anything now? And I'm like, oh, well there's mangoes, uh, in the spirit in the room. 
you know, and I was seeing these mango trees in our room, um, in my, in my mind's eye, like, you know, all over the room, there's all these, you know, crazy, like fruitful mango trees. And so I'm like, oh yeah, uh, Douglas, there's mango trees in the spirit. And he goes, what does that mean? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. And so he's like, can you ask the Holy Spirit? And I'm like, okay. So I'm like, okay, Lord, like I'm seeing mango trees. Like, what does a mango tree mean? You know, like what's the symbolism here? And, and he doesn't really say anything back to me. He's just kind of like, well, they're mango trees. And so I'm like, oh, well, he really didn't clarify. He just says like, well, they're mango trees. And so I'm like, okay, I need to, I need to like consider what a mango is, why they're significant to me. And these mangoes are huge. You know, they're really fruitful. There's a bunch of them. Like there's a lot, there's like a never ending supply of these giant mangoes. And so I'm like explaining to Douglas, like he didn't really clarify what they mean. I think I have to think about it. And so he's like, okay. And you know, at this point in life, like we both had our own car. Uh, we wouldn't normally ride to school together, but for whatever reason, he asked if he could ride to school with me that day. And so I said, sure. So, you know, I'm driving him to school and we get to school and he's like, Hey, can I sit by you today? And I'm like, yeah, man, like, sure. Like, you know, let's sit together. So we, we sit down and, and, you know, it's COVID. So we're meeting in these tents outside of Bethel in the parking lot. And, you know, every, all of us, all the students have this love hate relationship and some students love them and some students hate them. And I go back and forth and some days I'm like, this is awesome. And other days I'm like, why the heck are we not inside? This doesn't make any sense. There's nothing different about being in this tent and COVID isn't real and you know, all that nonsense. And, um, if that offends you, I really don't care at this point. I'm over the whole pretending that COVID wasn't the biggest malarkey to ever hit the planet earth. So, um, live in your bubble, you know, drink the Kool-Aid, you know, do whatever makes you happy. But, um, I don't give a crap anymore. So, uh, anyway, moving on off of that to, uh, we're sitting in the tents and we're sitting together and, uh, Chris Valentin, uh, amazing prophet, amazing man, uh, great teacher, man. I look up to a lot is teaching on something. And I wish I could tell you what it's probably financial responsibility or, um, some amazing aspect of the spirit realm or how you should be a good leader. I don't know. It could have been anything. I don't remember the topic that day because about 10 minutes into his teaching, Douglas leans over and he's like, Hey, are there, are there any mangoes in here? And so I start laughing, you know, I'm like, what a funny thing to ask. And, um, and I like, you know, I look, I check in my spirit real quick. I look around and I'm like, Oh yeah, there's a mango, you know, internally. I'm like, Oh yeah, there's a mango tree, like right above Chris's head, like kind of leaning towards us. And so I, I like, you know, I'm laughing and I'm like, yes, Douglas, there's still mangoes in the spirit in here. And he goes, okay. And then like 30 seconds goes by and he leans back over and he goes, could you, could you give me a mango? And I'm like, what? You know, that's never occurred to me. I've seen weird things in the spirit before. Like I've never thought about trying to touch them. Like it's never occurred to me to just like, imagine myself grabbing them, you know, like in faith, like, oh yeah, I'm going to grab this mango that I'm seeing in the spirit realm. And somehow I'm physically going to be able to hand it to Douglas. So I kind of like look at him weird and I'm like, what an interesting thought. So I, of course I do it. I'm like, okay, sure. Yeah. I'll grab you a mango. So I, I reach out, you know, and I like, I'm imagining, right? Like I'm spiritually imagining myself reaching out. I'm grabbing this mango off the tree I pull it down, I hand it to him. 
and his hands like cup around where my hand is, you know, again, holding nothing in the physical. And he kind of drops his hands as if like what I've just put in his hands is weighted. Like there's a weight to it and he can feel it, you know? And, and so I'm kind of internally like, this is awesome. I've never had anybody match my supernatural weirdness so quickly. And so I'm enjoying just the moment, right? And so his hands kind of drop and he take, he pretends, you know, to take a bite of this spirit mango. And the second he does, he like his head goes back and he just goes, whoa. And he starts screaming for a second. And he's like, he's wrecked. Like as if God just punched him in the mouth with freaking anointing oil. And he just starts giggling like a little girl and he's sitting there and I'm like, holy crap, did that work? Like, did he just bite into one of these mangoes and he just got wrecked by God? Like, that's amazing. So I grab myself. I'm like, I got to try that. So I grab myself a mango, right? So I pull this mango off the tree and I, I, you know, imagine myself taking a bite of it and I sit there a second and, and nothing happened. Like, I don't feel anything and like, I'm seeing it in my mind's eye, right? But, but I don't feel anything. And he's obviously not seeing it, but feeling it, right? So he's, he's like feeling me put this mango in his hand. He's feeling the Lord on this mango, but he's not seeing them. He's trusting me to see. And I'm apparently trusting him to feel because I don't notice anything. So I'm now laughing at like how crazy wrecked he is and how I'm not feeling anything. And a couple more minutes goes by and he leans over and he's like, dude, can you grab me another one? And I'm like, bro, I don't know, like Chris is teaching. He's like, come on, give me another one. So I reach out, I grab him another one, I hand it to him. And boom, he's wrecked again. Like he's, and now he's like yelling. He's like laugh crying. Like he's in a freaking encounter with God. And the people in front of me and the people behind us are like looking at us, trying to figure out what's happening. You know, what's Bethel? So everybody's a little fruity, but obviously some of us are a little bit more fruity than others. And they're like, what is going on? And we're in like row two. So I'm like, I know Chris is getting distracted and he hates distractions. So this is going to mess with him a little bit. And I'm not trying to intrude on his teaching, but I'm like, clearly God is on this thing. And so it's this funny moment of like, I keep handing him mangoes like the rest of the time. And I'm not getting wrecked by the mangoes, but I'm just laughing with joy of how much he's getting wrecked, how much he's enjoying it is bringing me joy, right? So I'm like reaping the fruit of the fruit that he's eating from my hand, which is, you know, probably a spiritual teaching in itself. But anyway, so the day goes on and that's kind of, um, that's mostly it, right? But then right as uh, class is about to get over, I remember that when I was in Mexico, the time before this, that um, a friend, um, Alejandro, he's been on the podcast, had gotten me some mangoes from a street vendor and they're covered in, um, man, I can never remember the name, but, but like this salty, like spicy, uh, flavoring and, um, all the Mexicans are going to be like, they know what this is immediately. And they're going to find it funny that I don't remember the name of this thing, but, um, but they, you know, they cover it in this like powder stuff and it's such an amazing combination. I love it to death. And, so I remembered eating that in Mexico and how much better it was in Mexico than every other time I've eaten it and like how much I love it. And, but I also remember how fibrous these mangoes are and they're getting stuck in my teeth and I hate having all this crap in my teeth. And so I say out loud, like, okay, God, when you give me my next one, um, can you make sure it doesn't get stuck in my teeth? Right? Like not even like 
mindfully praying. I'm just saying that out loud to Jesus. Like, hey, don't let the mango get stuck in my teeth. And class gets over and I'm walking to my car and this girl who's um, in my revival group, but like, I don't, you know, super know her very well. It's still fairly early in the year. So I don't know really anybody. And she comes up and she goes, Hey, Isaac, um, do you want this smoothie? And so I look at her, I'm like a smoothie. And she's like, yeah, I, you know, right before class, like I really, really, really wanted a smoothie. And then she's like, the second they handed it to me, she was like, I didn't want it. And then the next thing I could think was this is Isaac's smoothie. And so I'm like, no way. Well, what, you know, what's in the smoothie? And she goes, it's a mango smoothie. But I added this uh, spicy, whatever the seasoning is, like the same seasoning. She had it, She had them add it to the smoothie. And I'm like, no way. It's not going to get stuck in my teeth. You know, I say that out loud and she goes, what? And I'm like, no, no, it's too long to explain. And so I'm like, no freaking way. Ten minutes after this statement, like God had already gotten me this smoothie so that it couldn't get stuck in my teeth, and it has the flavor. Like, it's literally like an answer from heaven. It's this little kiss of God in the middle of my day out of nowhere. And so I'm wrecked, right? Because the significance of, like, it's so small, right? Like, it's just like a $4 smoothie, but, like, the significance of this 4 or $5 smoothie, because it's an answered prayer, is, like, blowing my mind how quickly it was done. And I'm, like, just getting just smacked by the goodness of God. And so I run to tell my pastor and I'm like, Mary, 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 you'll never guess what happened. And so I tell her the whole story and she's like, you know, she's also super just amazing and spiritual, like wacko like I am. So she knows, she knows immediately like how significant this $5 smoothie is because it's such a quick answer to prayer. And so she's like, okay, there's an, a, there's a, a significance to this. You have to share this in my next uh, class because she was teaching a class on prayer. She's like, come to come to class and te- and share this testimony that my students need to hear this. And I'm like, okay, yeah, like I'd love to do that, right? So I go to her class and I share the story, and she gets wrecked, and some of the students get wrecked, and some of them are like, what are we talking about mangoes in the spirit for? Like, what? You know, they, they're trying to figure out why this connects. And Mary quickly is like, everybody reach up and start pulling whatever you see right now in the spirit. Pull it down. There's an anointing to pull things down today from the spirit room. Like, just reach up, whatever it is you see, pull it down. And so I, at the front of the room, I see this vending machine in my mind's eye. And it's full of money. Like, instead of candy bars or or chips or drinks or whatever, it's just money. And so I... I'm like, okay, so in my mind's eye, I see myself put in a code and I'm like, okay, B4. And then the little, you know, swirly little spring thing moves and then drops this little, uh, you know, clip of money into the, you know, the part you reach in. So I put my hand in and I pull the money out all in my mind's eye, right? And as soon as I pull the money out, boom, my phone goes off. I check the notification and I have just been given $250 via cash app. And I'm like, holy crap. Like, so I'm like, Mary, I pulled money down and look, and I show her and she's like, wow. And she starts screaming and she's like, everyone reach up, reach up. There's money, there's money. And so everybody starts pulling money down from the spirit realm. And I'm like, holy crap, this is amazing. And so, you know, we worship for a little bit. We're like, whoa, like what's everybody else doing? She starts going around the room, trying to 
find testimonies and people are sharing what the heck is happening to them and other people are getting money and other things are happening and and I'm getting wrecked because I'm like, holy crap, this all happened from a mango and now people are literally getting their tuitions paid off and their rent paid off and Jesus, you're so kind and so good and I'm like just, you know, an emotional sob fest and then I'm like, oh, I have to go meet my friends for dinner because I had a friend visiting um, in town and so I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to go, I got to go tell him and, and my one friend, um, her dad isn't a believer. And so I'm like, I, I've got to go share this wacky story for him because, you know, this shows the goodness of God and the fun of God and the simplicity of God and like all this stuff and simplicity and complexity. Like don't, you know, freaking, uh, wow. I wanted to say something very crude right there. Don't, uh, don't get your knickers in a twist, uh, with that. I'm not saying God is simple, but he is in some ways. Anyway, uh, point being, I'm like, I, I go to, uh, wherever we met for, for dinner, you know, one of the chain restaurants. And so I go in and they're outside, of course, cause it's COVID. So I sit down with them and I'm like, guys, you'll never guess what happened. I got to tell you this story, you know? so it's like my seven friends and, and my one friend's dad. And so I meet him and, and I'm like, I got to tell you this story. So I tell them about the mangoes and of course they're laughing, you know, it's hilarious and they know Douglas. So they're like, this is extra funny cause they know who Dougie is. And so I tell him this awesome story and then I'm like, and then I see this vending machine. So I start describing the vending machine and in the midst of telling him, I'm like, and then I reached up and so I put my hand up, right? And, and this time I'm not even visualizing like a new thing. I'm just remembering the old thing. Like I'm remembering that, you know, 30, 40 minutes ago, I reached up, pulled money down out of this vending machine and boom, here it is. So I show him, I'm like, guys, I literally just put my hand up. I reached up and Boom, I pull down and ding, my phone goes off again. Another $250 via Cash App into my account. And I'm like, holy crap. And I show them the phone. I'm like, guys, look, it happened again. And I'm like freaking out. And they're like, wow. And everybody at the table starts reaching up into the air and they start pulling up. And everybody's like, what the heck? This happened, you know. And so I just lost my mind of like, wow, three times today I've reached up, pulled something down, and it happened. Clearly, the Lord is teaching me something about seeing in the spirit and pulling things down and bringing things from heaven to earth. And that's how we literally establish the kingdom. Um, and, and, you know, there's a thousand ways to establish the kingdom of heaven, but that's one of the avenues that God has given us of like, okay, seers, you see in the spirit, that's awesome. Remember to pull those things out of a heavenly reality into the physical reality so that people can experience them yet. And so it was like this awesome teaching and I use it all the time. And Literally, it's one of my favorite stories. It's the mango story. I love that so many of my stories revolve around food and God just has this awesome, like, I don't know, hilarity to how he deals with me. And um, yes, uh, friends are texting me. The same friends are literally texting me right now about applying for uh, the new season of Survivor. Maybe I should do that. I don't know. We'll think about it. I did apply for The Bachelor one time and uh, got an interview and, and didn't get on. But anyway, not the point. Um, so, yeah, heavenly realities and seeing in the spirit and mangoes. And so, anyway, I hope that freaking blesses you today and you start reaching up and you pull things down and the Lord blesses you. I know the rest of the day, that's what I'm doing. I'm just reaching up and pulling things down and and um, freaking that's going to be my that's my life and is going to continue to be my life. Like, I don't care if I'm the weird one, God. Um, if you bless me and you do things and you have favor and you like how weird and wacky I am and the ways that you meet me, like, let it be, you know what I'm saying? So anyway, that's this episode. Uh, I hope you get wrecked. I hope you start pulling everything down. Thank you so much for tuning in. 
Um, super appreciate the supporters. We do have some um, uh, advertisers that are going to be coming on here soon um, or that I'll be doing short plugs for. So hope that doesn't annoy you guys too much. But ads bring me funding, which then support the podcast, which then helps pay for my producer, my production team, my arts team, all this other stuff. So um, please uh, enjoy the ads. Skip them if you must. But um, let it be. Buy a t-shirt. Follow us on Instagram at Supernatural Jesus on Instagram. Nikhail Productions, wonderful people over there. Uh, go support them. They do other podcasts too. Listen to those. They're pretty good. Um, they're really good, actually. And um, obviously, they do an amazing job of editing and making all my nonsense sound cohesive and like an actual podcast. So um, thank you, thank you, thank you. And happy Thursday, y'all. What's up, party people? Thanks for listening to the Jesus is Supernatural podcast. This podcast was edited and produced by Nikeo Productions. To check out other shows by Nikeo, just search Nikeo Productions wherever you listen to podcasts.